Welcome back to the Boats and Does podcast. This is Tyler. And Brandon. Flying duo this week. Yeah, yes sir. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Schedules get full. Uh-huh. Um, so this week we're going to talk about something we've been asked about multiple times. Um, been talking about doing it and just haven't done it yet. But uh, we have. Tell them what we're jumping into. Oh, uh, you see, you know, um, we're going to talk a little bit about like rifles and like if you were a didn't know nothing, had zero experience, but wanted to get into hunting because you saw that, you know, Joe Rogan got into it or whatever, and you think that's just cool and you want to try it. Um, or just because you listen to our podcast. I mean, that's a possibility too. Uh, we're going to talk about like what we would push somebody into for their first, their first gun. And this is all strictly our opinions, what we like and our suggestions. It's not necessarily gold, but it is to us. Now, are we going to do like a kid and uh um adult cuz yeah. like I feel like my answer changes based on that. It does. Um I think let's 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 roll into just like your basic beginner okay. do all or do most, not yep. do all but do most. Okay. Um for me, I'm going to say 308. Good one. Yeah, I'm going to say 308 because you know if you can buy one cheap you can find ammo all the time like in a zombie apocalypse or whatever like scenario you might find yourself in like it's readily available there's a lot more 308 surplus than there is anything else or yeah. a, i mean not anything else 556 five, or whatever would be probably the most but um you know you can buy surplus ammo or that cheap wolf crap and you can still go out and shoot it i mean we're talking about like a three to four hundred dollar gun here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't really matter if you run, in my opinion, on a three hundred dollar gun. If you want to go run cheap steel ammo through it just to get some trigger time, the trigger time's more important than the gun lasting your whole life. Yeah, and it's not a two thousand dollar rifle that you're yeah you're worried hoping. about eating up the chamber. Yeah, so um, I would say three hundred eight for that reason, and you can carry a high high bullet weight high BC if you decide like, hey. Um, I want to go to Colorado and hunt a mule deer or an elk or whatever. Like it's a very versatile caliber. Yep. And that's also it's a seven six two by fifty four. Yeah. So it's a it's just a thirty millimeter. Um, yep. But I mean that's what the military had for the longest time before they started getting into like. Did I say thirty millimeter? I'm an idiot. It's at 30 engine, caliber. I knew yeah, what you, I knew what you meant. <laughs> oh, we probably geez. should clarify that, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> oh, man. The engineer gets it wrong. Um, So, okay. And that's your, like, what, starting at, like, let's say a whitetail or, you know, like a coyote hunting. What What would you take that up to? A three oh eight? Yeah. What's what what's your like biggest animal you're willing to shoot with a three oh eight? Man, I go all the way up to moose. Yeah? Yeah. I mean it's carrying the same bullet I'm carrying out of my three hundred. Yeah. I mean it'll do it. You know? I don't think there's much that it won't touch. I mean, I don't know that I'd go to Africa and hunt like an elephant with it, but No, 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 no. Yeah. But like I mean, not that I would ever do that anyways. Let's not get that twisted. But you know, like or a a water buffalo or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like world's most dangerous game. Like, I don't think I would do that with a 308. Yeah. I mean, unless it was like a semi auto with like 100 rounds. I would say almost anything in North America. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Anything in North America. Um, yeah, that would, I'm, I'm fairly certain you would be, you may be like undergone some places and overgone to other places, but I feel like you could get most of it done with a 308. Solid. Solid. That is a solid round. Now, <laughs> would you, okay. So like my experience growing up 12 years old is when you get taken for the first time to go deer hunt. 12? Dude, I was hunting way before that. Well, yeah, but that was the Pennsylvania law, and my dad wasn't super uh, into it, so. Okay, understood. But so, like, you're going to take a 12-year-old. What are you putting in his hand? Man, I'm going 350 Legend, and, well, what state am I in? Because that matters. I mean, just here, local. Yeah, I would do a 350 Legend in a semi-auto platform. Solid. That's a bad little. It's new. It's newer to the market, dude. It's a straight wall cartridge. It, it, it doesn't kick all that bad. But I've been tossing around this idea for the longest time. I was like, because you know you can put four fifty uh, so common or is it four fifty so and uh, five hundred Beowulf. Um, you can put those in an AR fifteen, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna build one of those, and it's gonna be the baddest little deer rifle you've ever seen. I'm gonna build it in a pistol configuration, like suppress it and that would be the baddest little like deer rifle you've ever seen and then they came out 350 legend yeah and then like now they're doing but that's good because now they're making like hunting rounds so like they're making more than just like target and like self-defense yep yep yeah that that 350 legend is a bad little round um what would you well this is now it's your turn what what what's your first argument like which caliber you're going with Okay, first, do it all. Recommend to anybody that's looking to buy a rifle is a seven millimeter 08. I'll have one next, probably. That's probably my next rifle purchase. Um, I have, I mean, you were with me multiple times. I used uh, my brothers for a while. And. Dude, that little youth gun was bad to the bone. It was. It was like a little, like, 18, 20 inch barrel, light, and. It had subsonic rounds because, you know, for my younger brother. Yep. And I, I, how many deer did I shoot with that? Three, four? Uh, I don't know, but everyone hit the ground like a sack of taters. I mean, like straight like a bag of rocks. Just not, not even a step. Yeah, just to the it's ground. A, it's a brutal little round. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's a great choice for, for just about anything. The only thing that concerns me with it is like, if they were to get a wild hair to go somewhere that wasn't a whitetail state. Um, yeah, but like if you're also a new hunter, I wouldn't recommend shooting like over 200. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But do you think that carries enough energy, which I'm sure it does probably, but I would on shoot, an elk, I would shoot an elk at 200 with a seven millimeter 08. Okay. I mean, it is a seven millimeter bullet. So, but I'm also, I mean, I'm I'm a studied shot, so I could. He studied what not to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like I could I, at 200 yards, I could make the shot I need to. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to have all of the punch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually think now this is going to be you know since we're talking about calibers, I have this weird philosophy, right? So like, I have a 270. If I can do anything on this podcast, it is to derail people from buying 270 Winchester. Terrible. I hate it. It's so Terrible. bad. Um, but like, 
it's not bad in the sense that it's a bad shooting gun or any of that. It's just like I believe that there is a diminishing amount of return to speed as far as lethality. Absolutely. Like if you throw a bullet faster, by math, it has more kinetic energy. Right? Right. But if you throw a bigger bullet slower, then I feel like that bullet has a lot more chance to expand and do what it's supposed to do. Because every 270 deer I've ever shot, I have pinholed them. I mean, like we're talking, we're talking double lungs. We're talking heart shots. We're talking like I am very comfortable at putting that bullet where it needs to go. Well, and we were side by side. I had the seven millimeter. I really thought I missed that deer. And I'm like, there's no way, man. Like I, that night we doubled mine dropped in its tracks and yours took off and we had pinpricks of blood and it's like, I'm shooting the bigger rifle technically. Yeah. Yeah, and then we finally, we finally find the deer, and it's what three hundred fifty, four hundred yards away from where you shot it, still standing. Yeah, still looking at us, and you can see like it's not going anywhere. It's like it's it's about done, but it's just like it should have never. And we walk up on it double lung, like should have should have been more than okay. Yeah, fifty and, yards max, and not a high double lung either. No, but then like the first buck I ever shot, I shot it with that gun. I shot it at 120 yards um post military this is my first rifle my first rifle buck and i shoot it and then dude i didn't see a single drop of blood i'd already killed deer with a bow so i knew how to track and i'd done a lot of tracking but like i didn't see a single drop of, of blood i had this like inkling in my head that 40 yards in them woods there's a ditch like where washout runs. And I'm like, I bet he's piled up in that ditch. And dude, I walked right up on him. You know what I mean? Yep. I've seen it. It's like the the horsepower and the torque argument, right? Bigger bullets. For sure. For sure. Has a lot more torque. Like you're 270. And I don't know why everybody has such a craze for the 6.5 Creedmoor. If you're not shooting targets, 6.5 Creedmoor is worthless to me. Yeah, no, I've... I will say that the number of stories... When did that round really get popular for deer hunting? Three years ago? Yeah, probably probably three, yeah. That season, dude, when we were in Pennsylvania, everybody was like, oh, 6'5 Creedmoor this, 6'5 Creedmoor that. And then the next week, they're all saying, man, I shot this deer and I can't find it. Then They're all like swearing they missed. And, well, that's like Bruce's boss, right? Yeah. was sitting in the stand, shot a deer like 150 yards with 6'5". Double lunged it, it dropped. He sits for a minute, starts down the stand, gets like two steps down the ladder, and up comes the deer and it's walking again. So he hangs up on the ladder, shoots it, it drops again. He gets to the bottom of the ladder and starts across the field. It's up again. He had to shoot it in the head the third time. I mean, I feel like that's a that's an extreme case. I mean, yeah, I'm, but I'm like, saying the the most likely case is that you don't get any blood, you don't find it if it does die, and the other side of that is that the wound heals up before before it's a problem. Yeah, because I mean, you know, obviously the bigger hole takes a little longer to close up, but I mean that's just a theory. I'm no scientist here, you know. I'm just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, um, it's, dude, I don't know. And, you know, somebody's going to get on here and be like, Brandon, you're an idiot. It's got more kinetic energy, this, that, and the other. And, like, dude, did I tell you what I found out about my 270? Uh-huh. So, at distance, 
I've been shooting one thirties. I've I've tried a bunch of one fifties and stuff in it. I take it out there and I start shooting a distance. Dude, it hates one thirties. Hates them. The spread on those one thirties I was shooting, and they were like SSTs or whatever, like really nice bullets. It was insane. Like there was so much so much more movement at like three and four hundred yards. And then I bust out like just some you know, soft tip one fifties. Those jokers were ringing still every time. <laughs> yeah, it's I not a fan. Everybody has their opinions. I know guys that love two seventies. My opinion will never own one. Yeah, um I think that one's fine and I went ahead and built it because I knew that like I can rebarrel it. And like in its current configuration, you know what it would look sick with? Carbon fiber barrel. <laughs> Yeah, like a big Christensen barrel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be – but, like, at a distance, too, with those. I, Dude, they don't move that much. They're they, they're pretty stable. They're better, but, like, as far as, like, a southeast, like, deer gun, yeah, they're Two, worthless. 270? Yeah. I think it depends on, like, if you hunt pond. No, they're, they're, good. they're good in the pond because you can see forever. I think a 270 is a great gun past 150 yards. Yeah. Like, I've never had issues when I shot a deer that far. It's when that deer is 60 yards. Well, yeah. And, I mean, you know, these the, this stuff happens. But as far as the hunting we do in the areas we are, like southeast brush gun, 30-30. You think so? 30-30 all oh, day. Oh, man. 80 to 100 yards or within that. Dude, like, I still say for that situation, I want a pistol build 350 Legend with a suppressor on it. I, yeah, but it's, they're both they're, they're both 30 calibers. No, the Legend's 350. It's got another another uh, okay, 50 thou on more, it. a little bit more, yeah. A little bit more. A the little only, bit more. The only difference between a freaking 270 and a 30-06 is like 30. Maybe a little bit more than 30 because it's 277 and 308. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no no way. I, but you can't argue with a 30-30. No, that's a deadly gun. I mean, an old lever 30-30 is going to drop whatever you want it to drop. I will say I don't like – there's only one option in 30-30 that I'm accepting there, and it's not a Winchester. Marlin. It's Marlin because you can mount a scope on it. It makes sense. They do it right. It's side ejects. It's not that goofy thing that you got to have the side mount scope on it and yada, yada, yada. Yep. I think, dude, a Marlin with a freaking red dot on it, that is a bad little deer gun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm the weirdo that likes out of the box. Like, I don't want just the. Have you seen the new, like, uh, I forget what they call them, but like the hog thumpers or whatever? It's like forty five seventy with like modern <laughs> furniture. It's got like a I don't know. You yeah, have they to show put, that one they'll put me. like three by nines or like uh, a cogs on them, and it's like modern furniture on a lever action forty five. Oh yeah, I have seen those, dude. They're so bad with the rails and yes. crap. I would love to have one, but I don't have twenty five hundred dollars. They're that expensive. They're ridiculous. Oh my god! But they look like they're worth it. Jesus. Yeah, I saw somebody post a picture because you know Mossberg makes that 22 version all tactical out. Yep, yep. Dude, it's got a folding stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, Okay, so if you had to pick okay. one round yes. that you that is the only round you were ever allowed to hunt with again. For the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. For whatever you wanted to hunt. Yep. What are you going with? 
Dude, I mean, I'm probably going 300, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good one. Like, you know, I, I complain about carrying my 300 because it's heavy, but it's a flat shooter. It's not hard to find ammo for because nobody likes to shoot the dang thing. Um, I really don't think it kicks that bad. Like, as long as you got a well built gun that's kind of heavy. And, yeah, that's uh, not terrible. Dude, it's good at range. You can kill anything in North America with it. I will say it's a little gruesome if you, like, shoot a deer in the heart, though. Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten, a deer doesn't take another step for that one. Um, so, yeah, I will say that kind of throws you out of, like, the coyote and other realm. Like, it doesn't make that as easy. But Yeah. What are you going with? Um, probably... Probably a three oh eight. Three oh eight. I think that's a good one. It's either that or a thirty out six, but they're so like they're they're pretty close. Yeah, I would probably go. Uh, yeah, I think three oh eight is pretty good. I just want higher because like you can always go down. You can't go up. I mean, yeah, but if you only have one, you're not going either direction. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is with the three hundred, I could buy subsonics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, minus P's or whatever. Right. And then. If I like needed to, I could go up to the bullets I shoot on it, which are like two thirties, or I could shoot one fifties. So we spit a lot of technical stuff. Let's just just shoot out like a, so a like, description of subsonic for the novice, like so that's like non novice, I guess. That's like the bullet's not traveling fast enough to break the sound barrier. Sometimes it still does though. Um, it's just like a lighter load. It's a lighter load. Um, reduced recoil minus P. Uh, I think I made that term up because they sell plus P's, which are extra powder. Yeah. I think minus P's are less powder, but I've never seen anything marketed like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the, the loads that generally you want to put a kit in, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, not terrible at all. Um, what, um, okay, so if you had to suggest to a brand new hunter, Yes. What platform? What platform? What do you? It's obviously uh, gonna be a three hundred eight. Okay. Man, I'm gonna tell you what. I've got two in my head. Okay, and one is near and dear to me. And every time somebody asks me about buying a new deer rifle, it's always the same brand. Always the same brand. And I own other rifles. Don't get me wrong. And I own some nicer rifles. But to me, like the on a budget, doing it the first time. Like, I'm going to beat the crap out of this gun. It's always a savage. Always a savage. <laughs> it's always a savage. That's exactly what mine is. Yeah. Mine, you know, you're you're getting into it. It's going to be a 7 mil- millimeter 08 if I'm suggesting it. But it's going to be a Savage Axis. And it's just a bat, like... I will say, if somebody was willing to spring the money, I would say go to the 110. Yeah. I mean, like that. That's but if it. you're looking to spend, I mean, what did I what did I get that one on sale for? Okay, I will tell you what they're on sale for right now because I was trying to get Greg into one. Uh, four twenty nine. Yep. And with, you can get that's them, with a three to nine by forty. Yep, you can get them around three fifty, Black Friday area ish. Yeah. So I mean, and they're great. They're accurate. Um, they I prefer what they do to them versus the blue. Because uh, they don't rust. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it's like my, it's just a good budget rifle. But if you get it, get it with the Accu trigger. Um, that's what I was just about to say. So my, I own multiple, but my 
30 out six, and then my brother's seven seven millimeter 08 didn't have the Accu trigger. Mm -hmm. um, both of those guns take a beating. I mean, we've carried them through the woods, long hikes through Pennsylvania, getting no, snowed I mean, and rained. I mean, mine doesn't have an Accu trigger on it. But that 308 I bought last year, it was like 479. And right. it came with it and a MOA scope for yeah. 308. Yeah, that one's nice. And I mean, for under 500 bucks, and the glass may not be the best on top of that rifle, but I could sight that in and, and hit steel within two or three tries. Yeah, I mean, I I guarantee that I could take that 308 that hasn't, I mean, it hasn't been bedded, it hasn't been done, like any of the the cool like long range stuff we could go out and stretch that thing out the five six seven hundred no problem oh yeah absolutely i mean it might not be the prettiest thing in the world but like we could ring steel pretty effectively i feel like with that gun yep i would that would be my suggestion as a savage um i will say i'm gonna throw another one into the hat and it's tika Tika makes a good rifle. It's a light rifle. It's a light rifle. Um, I will say uh, one thing that is counterintuitive when you're buying your first rifle is probably weight. Like, if a gun weighs more, it kicks less. And, like, the marketing in the world is that you want a light rifle so you don't have to carry it, which to a degree that's true. Okay. There's there's a diminishing point of return, right? Like if you're new to hunting and you're younger and like, or you're trying to get your son into it or whatever, um, maybe just suck it up and carry a heavy rifle. Cause he's going to, he's going to have a lot better experience pulling the trigger on a heavy rifle than he would on a, on a light rifle. So he gets more trigger practice without being scared of the gun. Right. And especially in the, in like the area, like whitetail hunters, right. You're not carrying it very far. Yeah. Now I will say, in my opinion, I don't mind a light rifle for hunting, but I'm okay with getting my teeth kicked in by the gun. Well, yeah. I mean, you get you get a bruised up shoulder when you sight it in, and then at that point, when you got game in front of you, half the time you don't like you got scope bit bad. Like there's you still have a scar on your forehead. I knew it was I knew it was coming when I pulled the trigger. But I, it wasn't even I, like that I painful. still pulled the trigger and I did not feel it. My face just got hot. Yeah, but, but like the adrenaline, I mean, I, I had a thirty out 6 scope bite me because yeah. I hurried up and threw up. There was a deer running through the woods, and I hurried up and threw up and shot it. And yeah, I, mean, I didn't realize my eyebrow was split until I was over to the deer, started cleaning it. My uncle walked up and was like, why are you bleeding? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, it's just one of those things that like when your adrenaline's going with the game, I don't think the kick's such a... I, like will, I will say the adrenaline rush from that buck right there that's on the wall. Yeah. When I was like, this is going to, I told myself, this is going to hurt. And I just slowly squeezed the trigger. And dude, the adrenaline rush was so much more intense because my face was just on fire and there's blood running down my <laughs> eye. Like, I mean, I felt like, uh, what's that movie? Like, oh God, like, um, like the Romans where they're like fighting 300. Yeah. 300. I felt like 300, man. Like that's how I felt. Those were Spartans. Yeah, Spartans, <laughs> Romans, Spartans, whatever. You know, like, we, I knew what we you got were saying. There. We I got knew what there. Talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, if you were going to go on like a, if you were getting into it and you lived Midwest and you were going in to get into like a, a backpack style hunt, yeah, I would suggest a lighter rifle. Just purely like it's going to kick you harder, but at the same time, once you get it sighted, you're 
you're pretty much golden. You're not you, one, two shots. It's not going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, me and my, me and my two seventy, we feel like we're in an abusive relationship because it, dude, it's so light. Well, it's not anymore. I fixed that problem now. Yeah. Um. But before, like in stock form, it maybe weighed five pounds or something, and it's like it was dumb light. And it just would beat the ever-living crap out of you. Yeah. Now, mind you, I was shooting this gun, like, as a kid, as, like, 10, 11 years old, which is why I'm, I, I, like, have to keep it, right? It was, oh, my, yeah. it was my first rifle, but um, I'm, I'm glad it's changed forms. So, let's let's jump. We got a little bit of time left. Let's jump into the shotgun realm. Okay, shotgun realm? Yep. There's only one answer. <laughs> I, I know exactly what your answer is going to be. Okay. But let's let you go ahead and tell them your answer and I think, why. I think the best shotgun ever created was the Remington 870. And I'm not talking about a new one. I'm talking about like an old one. Like I'm saying like still has – you can tell a pretty big difference between the ones that have the metal trigger guard and the ones that have the plastic trigger guard. Yep. And if you can find one with the metal trigger guard from like the 90s, um, I th- they probably made them up to 2000. Those things are money. If you find one really new, you're going to be like, man, this thing's, it's kind of clunky to rack and this, that, and the other. If you can afford it, buy Wingmaster. I mean, they were slicker. Um, there's some even higher grades uh, that came out, like the Centennial Edition and some of that stuff. But yeah. But like, just an express. is not going to break the bank. Nah, dude. You I, can beat the living crap out of it. I mean, I've, I've push pulled Tyler's boat with mine. Yeah. And it's like, you know how everybody says, you know how you give Benelli, like how you clean a Benelli? Yeah. You just dip it in the water while you're hunting? Yeah. Like, that is an 870. Forget a Benelli, forget a, a yeah. Franke, whatever else you want to buy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I take my, my browning a lot, but like, Dude, it just feels right when there's a when there's a black three hundred dollars shotgun in my hands. And it's like you see, like you know, when when we go hunt like the timber and stuff, we're standing knee thigh deep in water, and yeah, you don't want to sit there and hold it all day. You just sit in the water yeah, no, and like fine. not sweating it because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. It, it something happens to it, it's three hundred bucks. Well, and, and like parts are really cheap for them. Yeah, and they're all over the place. Yeah, it's like jeeps. Yeah. It's like while we're into jeeps because there's tons of them. And parts are not expensive. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, man, I would say that. What's your what's your go to? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I can't argue with the day seventy. It's just okay. Well, what? Stretch stretch a little further. We we going twelve twenty three and a half three inch twelve. We're going twelve twelve inch three inch three three inch does plenty. I'm a glutton for punishment, so I like three and a half just because. I mean, I love a three and a half. Don't I like get, the extra punch, but a three for a the, the waterfowl, the turkey, everything we do, three is plenty. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I hope you guys um, have more questions and answers now that you've listened to this because, uh, yeah, I think that's what we've provided. Um, I think this has been the Boats and Does for this week. Tyler, I enjoyed it. Yep, appreciate it. And right. uh, y'all, y'all be watching out for this swag. We're getting ready to drop the uh, the hats here he soon. Keep, for he the keeps pre-order. pushing this thing, man. It takes a long time to sort through vendors. It really does. It's it's not. I mean, I know we're we're being slow. We could just jump on any vendor and any hat, but we've been like going around to stores and like figuring out which brands or which which, which blanks, blanks we people like are printing and, on. And yeah. but I think we finally picked two. Um, it's gonna be sick. 
We got some demos, so yeah. be looking for some drops on that. Yeah, so we'll, I'm going to create a store on Instagram, and that's how we'll do our pre-sales, I think. Um, that seems like the easiest way, and then we'll get it done. But this has been the Boats and Dose. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a review. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. Thanks.